We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We will not bend. We Good will morning. Not break. We will not yield. Good we will morning. Never it's Freedom Friday. Never, ever surrender. Freedom Friday. Good morning, everyone. The election will decide whether your generation inherits a fascist country or a free country, whether you will have a rule of tyrants or the rule of law, whether Marxist radicals burn our civilization to the ground, which they're looking to do, or young patriots like you propel America to glorious new heights greater than ever before. Our rights and our liberties are being torn to shreds and your country is being turned into a third world hellhole ruled by censors, perverts, criminals, and thugs. But as I stand here tonight, I know that the young conservative warriors, and you are warriors of Turning Point, will never let this happen. You can't let this happen. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will liberate America from these villains once and for all. it does good morning good morning good morning good morning i love it every time i watch that video from lauren eve of the dilly meme team it just energizes me good morning everybody and every time i watch that video and i watch it a lot i just say 
fuck these people. Just I, I what else can you say? It's 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 crazy what's going on. It's crazy. Anyway, good morning. It's Freedom Friday, which is great. Weekend's upon us. Hopefully, you all have some great plans. I'm watching my dog chew on his leg sitting next to me. I got to get the dog cam. It's pretty funny to watch. Anyway, speaking of dogs, we're going to talk about Joe Biden's dog. And it, it pisses me off because I'm a big German Shepherd guy. I've had several, and it's the dog I have now. My dog's still on, and it just pisses me off because, well, he's uh, Joe Biden is a real shitty dog <laughs> parent. And that is, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Listen, hit the thumbs up for me on the video, please, if you're new here. Sound off where you're from. Good morning, everybody. See everybody popping in the chat. <laughs> Wicked Jester. Good morning. I swear I'm not a Fed. That's something a Fed would say. <laughs> yeah, listen, share the show. Do that. It's Freedom Friday. We'll be uh, we'll be live tonight also, 8.30 p.m. Eastern with James Curry. I'll be doing memes of the week. Got a little new show out, a show layout. We got a new intro. Um, it's going to be cool, and we'll be uh, talking about a lot of crap tonight. Before I, w I started with anything, and there's something that I just grabbed before that um, I wasn't planning on covering, but I, I thought it was pretty interesting, <laughs> especially, you know, all of us anti-globalist uh, patriots out there. But uh, I, the, I wanted to give an update. The January 6th Christmas drive for the gift cards for the kids uh, I, I did it early this morning and uh, 2,200 bucks so far between what I'm throwing in and what we're getting in the, um, in the rumble rants chat that you guys have been throwing in. So 2,200 bucks, actually I made a mistake. It's 2,300. It's $2,300 so far for the January 6th Christmas gift card drive for the Patriot Freedom Project. So again, I'll be getting all of the gift cards and sending them over to Cynthia Hughes for the kids so they can have, you know, we can do whatever we can to get make sure that they're having a good Christmas. And, you know, they're all at the age, they want gift cards and stuff like that so they can go shopping. Good morning, ha. Huh? Good morning, Gulfstream. Jonathan Allen, good morning. I'm planting a field of strawberries for next season. I like strawberries, the fruit. I hate everything flavored strawberry. Strawberry ice cream, throw it out. Strawberry pop tarts, throw them out. But uh, I like the actual strawberry. Yeah, twenty three hundred bucks. So thank you to all those that donated so far in the in the chats for uh, for the January six kids. Uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm hoping other people. Uh, I'm, I have to talk to Cynthia. I'm hoping other people are sending gift cards in. I know she's been asking people to send them in direct. So so many t shirt ideas. I I should make a company. Listen, I had an old website for my other show where I had merch up there, and I would sell some things here and there. I had a couple shirts, but you, they, they, I feel like everybody sells shirts. Some are cool. Some are just so fucking cringy I can't take it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm really going to stay away from it. But there's always somebody always has a good idea for a shirt. I just say, if you're going to go buy the Donald Trump mugshot shirt, buy it directly from the campaign so you're supporting the campaign. Don't buy it from any of these other grifters, these, these, the, the, uh, the Donald Trump mugshot, T-shirt, mug, panties. Do they have his mugshot on women's underwear yet? It wouldn't surprise me. I haven't seen it. The Trump campaign should probably sell it. They'd sell a lot. Anyway, 
I'm not greedy and I'm a t-shirt dork. <laughs> Hog's always Hog's always soliciting. I love it. Mexican Braveheart. <laughs> oh, I was talking to someone about that last night and they were laughing. Mexican Braveheart. The surge of the border. It's like Mexican Braveheart. They all got their they all got their face paint on and sombreros. They got tacos in their in their holsters. Just so weird. Yeah. Someone's gonna call me a racist. I don't really care. Anyway, first things first. It's Freedom Friday. I'm definitely going to go over 9 o'clock. It is what it is. I saw this, which was interesting. I saw it first on uh, YouTube, and then I went over to the, uh, to the Twitter world. I, I'm not going to call it X. I think it's stupid. Elon Musk really fucked up with that name. Can we just keep it Twitter? I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. Anyway, the globalist... And Uniparty's nemesis, Vladimir Putin. And I'm not sitting here saying Vladimir Putin is this great person. However, I do agree with a lot of things that he does. Now I'm going to be told, oh, it's like agreeing with Adolf Hitler. No, shut the fuck up. Putin apparently made a speech yesterday. And I'm going to bring it up. This is from, I don't know, the People's TV. I originally saw it on Twitter. I don't see it anywhere else. I tried to Google it, and I, I'm not finding it anywhere else. And so I guess now it says it's fact-checked. So I, with two blue checks, I don't know what that means. So maybe that it's true. Somebody's trying. I don't know. But I know Putin's views have always been screw the globalists. I mean, he called Western leaders pedophiles a while back. And he hates Klaus Schwab. And apparently he's warning globalist terrorist Klaus Schwab that his days are numbered. And this is Vladimir Putin. And of course, Vladimir Putin is the enemy of globalists. He's the enemy of a lot of uniparty members, all of the uniparty members, which makes up most of our Congress. And this is uh, the World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab is a globalist terrorist who is holding humanity at ran to ransom, according to Russian President Vladimir Putin, who warned the elite that their new world order has failed and their days are numbered. I don't know about you, but I really like the sound of that. I love the sound of that. Russian President Vladimir Putin delivered a speech on October 5th, yesterday, at the plenary session of the 20th meeting of the uh, Valdai International Discussion Club in Sochi. I'm probably not saying that right. I don't even know what the fuck that is. And emphasized the... Technotic and irreversible shifts taking place in the global order, which we all know and, you know, we hear about and we talk about occasionally. And according to Putin, globalists, including Schwab and his close advisors, are legitimate military targets. Look at that. Because they have been actively attempting to seize power illegally via a globalist basic takeover. 16 years ago at the 2007 Munich Security Conference, Putin told Western leaders that the natural type of international system Clearly, it's clearly showing that Russia would oppose the creation of a new world order. And I remember him saying that. I remember him saying that. Vladimir Putin completely against the new world order, which everyone should be against that. Any type of globalist takeover or one world government and globalist control. And now, you know, they all talk about climate change and everything else and try, try to fear monger. But I, um, I'm happy to see it. 
And I like that he calls Klaus Schwab and globalists legitimate military targets. And if I read an article that said Klaus Schwab and his cronies were taken out by a Russian drone, I would I would write a thank you letter and send it to the Kremlin. I don't know about you, but I would love to see it. And I don't think anyone would have the balls to do it other than Russia uh, and then Putin himself. And it would be great to see. So I saw that this morning and thought it was interesting because how now the question should be asked to what we perceive as globalist uniparty members, especially Republicans who despise Putin and, you know, because they they get funded by funneling cash back into their campaign through Ukraine and the military industrial complex and all this other bullshit globalist nonsense is. What do you think about the question should should be presented to them is what do you think about Putin saying that he would uh, like to take out Klaus Schwab and the New World Order? That would, like a legitimate question and, to, and what their response would be. What it would be, oh, Russia bad, Putin bad, Russia, Putin, Trump, Kremlin, buddies, all that nonsense shit. It would be an interesting question. Anyway, I thought I would uh, mention that. That big bad red man, Vladimir Putin, wants to take out Klaus Schwab. Because big bad orange man in the United States, I'm pretty sure would love to take out Klaus Schwab as well. He's probably even said it. I just can't think of when and where, but he probably has. Anyway, good morning, everyone in the chat. Laura Ann, AP Unfiltered, Jobs Dead, we see you. Hog, there he is. I see you talking. Hog, you soliciting phone numbers in the chat? You could find mine on pretty much any bathroom wall in every major airport. <laughs> Who else? Who else we got in here? Jonathan Allen, Wicked Jester. All right, there's a bunch of people popping in. If you're new in the chat, say hello. If you're new to the show, say hello. Hit the thumbs up. We like to have fun here. All right. Big things happening. Big things. So Donald Trump, yeah, and it happened so fast. Donald Trump yesterday had said, well, he was considering a visit to Congress on Tuesday. They're going to start electing, attempting to elect a speaker on Wednesday. Bathroom walls, it does. It checks out. It's, it's fact-checked true. So... There's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to this whole speaker thing, and I've figured a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck the NWO. I'd love to see some drone strikes on those globalist fucks. So Trump had he when he was coming out of the New York City court, uh, someone had asked him, "Would you serve as speaker?" And he said, "Listen, I'm willing to do whatever is needed to help America unify the GOP, whatever it is." And there was a, you know a. It it looked like and sounded like he was going to go, he still may go, to Congress, to the Capitol on Tuesday to speak to, you know, Congress members about unifying the party and help the help along the selection process of Speaker and even be willing to serve himself for a short period until they could figure something out. Which, listen, I'm I'm just gonna say it. I don't I don't think Donald Trump could get the votes in Congress for a speaker because of the piece of shit uniparty members within its body. 
And now it had, it had, so this was the art, original article. Trump released a statement indicating willingness to serve as Speaker of the House, commits to doing whatever is necessary in short term. Make no mistake, I would love to see that for so many reasons. And I know most rational thinking Republicans, um, I think, feel the same way. But he did make it clear that he is not only considering, well, not considering, he is running for president, but is also open to serving as Speaker of the House of Representatives, even if it's short term. Again, to unify the party and do what's needed to propel. Now, imagine if he was Speaker. If Donald Trump became Speaker, the, the, you, you would, if you think he's in the press now, you would not be able to remove his name from the press. Good, bad, whatever it is. Any publicity is good publicity as long as they're speaking about you. And if he had the gavel and he was doing things as Speaker of the House while running for president, that is probably the best campaign propelment for him ever. Not that he really needs it because he's ahead of everybody by like 50 to 60 points in the Republican clown uh, arena, you know, why everybody is not just dr dropping out and the leader of the, of the, the national uh, chairwoman there, Rona, is not saying, listen, it's over, it's done, we're not debating, we're not wasting all this time and money, we know who the nominee is going to be, we all have to rally behind him, and everyone else just shut the fuck up. But of course not, because she's part of the uniparty, she's part of the establishment, they all are. One way or another, they all are. And on Wednesday, Donald Trump confirmed that he had been approached about the possibility of becoming the next Speaker of the House. And he emphasized his commitment to doing whatever's best for the country and for the Republican Party. Now, Representative Troy Nels out of Texas, I think, was the first one that night when they ousted Kevin McCarthy to say that I'm going to nominate Donald Trump for Speaker. So, again, it would be unbelievable for us, I think, for the country and for Donald Trump's pathway to the White House, I think— it would be great, but I don't think it's any, I don't think there's any reality to it. Unfortunately, I'm just, just speaking real. And on top, you know, next to that, it has changed so quick that now Donald Trump has a, officially, even with a statement, has officially endorsed <clears throat> Jim Jordan for House Speaker. Now, I've been very critical, <clears throat> excuse me, of Jim Jordan. He's a firebrand. He's a mouthpiece. He's chairman of, what is he, oversight? No, uh, what is he chairman of? Judicial? He's chairman of something. I think the, either oversight or judicial. I don't know. Somebody correct me. But I, I'm, he's in that book of, for me, and Matt Gates is in there. If you're a member of Congress, you just shouldn't be spending the time writing books. Jim Jordan is not a big... Um, champion of legislation, a champion of sponsoring bills, uh, bringing something to the table other than I became a firebrand. I have a big mouth. He is not a very good fundraiser. And I'm going to, and I'm going to get into that in a second when it, when it comes relative to the speakership and you could take it or leave it. However you want to perceive it. He's just, a mouthpiece. Sometimes he's a really, really good one. Sometimes he's an okay one. He is a Trump loyalist, and I know that Donald Trump absolutely loves the man. When I was with Donald Trump 
at Bedminster at Live Golf, very intimate setting. Uh, there was some, uh, now Jim Jordan was big in the wrestling community. There was a few uh, wrestlers slash, I think they might've been uh, MMA fighters that had come in to meet the president. They hung out for a little while and Donald Trump thought it would be great to get Jim Jordan on the phone. And, and he boom pulled out a cell phone, calls him up and hey Jim, blah, 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 so-and-so here. And you know, they have become very close. And to the credit of Jim Jordan, he has never wavered away from Donald Trump. Probably one of the few true loyalists to Trump, knowing that he is the one that has done great for the country and could really put us on the path to saving the country again. Here's, here's now you may not like to hear this. You may not. If you know anything about politics, all right, so Donald Trump comes out and he endorses Jim Jordan for House Speaker. I would love to see Jim Jordan as House Speaker. But I, I just want to put it out there that Donald Trump's endorsement of Jim Jordan for House Speaker within the House of Representatives, it doesn't hold that much water. Unfortunately, because all of these middle-of-the-road, low-level, not really seen a lot in press, in the press, uh, congressional members and there are members of the of the republican conference who despise donald trump we know that they don't care about donald trump's endorsement because it's internal politics it's not external politics where donald trump's endorsement for a congressional candidate to the american voter is gold it's tremendous but it's not the same. I want people to understand that the endorsement that he's giving Jim Jordan doesn't hold the same water. And you can disagree with me. It doesn't hold the same water as it does if he's endorsing someone running for office. We're talking about internal politics. He's endorsing Jim Jordan for House Speaker. A lot of members of Congress don't give a shit about it or won't vote for Jim Jordan because Donald Trump is endorsing him. They're all garbage, and especially if they're part of that uniparty gravy train, they're going to say, well, I don't want Jim Jordan as speaker. Now, Kevin McCarthy, uniparty member extraordinaire, his biggest strength is his fundraising. Kevin McCarthy is a tremendous fundraiser. He may be the biggest fundraiser in Congress. I'm pretty sure he is. He controls major, major coin, major donors. Jim Jordan is not a great fundraiser. When members, now internal politics, when members of Congress are looking to, to vote for a House Speaker, that's one of the things they think about. It's actually a really important thing. Like our House Speaker, how is he at fundraising? How is he going to help me get reelected? Because it's different than having Kevin McCarthy come with his donors that he's going to bring if I'm running for office and I'm going to be getting that money. I'm not saying it's good, but this is how they think. So unfortunately, whether you like to hear it or not, it is truth. And believe, I, 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 you can have your opinion and tell me Donald Trump's endorsement doesn't really do much for internal politics when it comes to Jim Jordan. And I'm still not convinced that there will be a vote for Kevin McCarthy again as speaker. Maybe he'll win. Maybe he won't. He said he's not running. 
doesn't matter. He can still get nominated. Someone will nominate Donald Trump. Here's what we really should be wondering. How many votes will it take to get a new speaker? That how many it took Kevin McCarthy 15 times to get elected. Next week is going to be very interesting. First of all, I really want to see Donald Trump with his big dick energy walk into the Capitol on Tuesday. Because I can't wait to see the headlines. I cannot wait to see the headlines with Donald Trump. 91 counts indicted four times. Civil lawsuit, fraud, rapist steps foot in the United States Capitol after inciting an insurrection on the very same institution. Being indicted for trying to block the transfer of power. Wouldn't it be interesting, a real kick in the ass, if that scumbag Jack Smith requested from a judge in, that, in the January 6th bullshit, ha- asking the judge... Like if it came out today, over the weekend, you know, on a Sunday, what they like to do things with Donald Trump and nobody else. Putting out an order barring him from entering the United States Capitol or even barring him from entering any United States government-owned property. Would that, it wouldn't surprise me. I thought about that last night as I was going to sleep. I'm like, if he goes to the – he plans on going to the Capitol on Tuesday. Imagine Friday evening or Monday or sometime on Sunday – they get an order. They get notified. Uh, they, they like to give the Donald Trump the uh, orders and, and, and subpoenas and everything else on a Sunday. Oh, by the way, you can't step foot in the Capitol during the duration of the case. I mean, would it surprise you? So Donald Trump endorses Jim Jordan. I love to see it. Jim Jordan, not my first pick, but definitely top three. I still, I still leaning towards Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds did make a statement that he, um, I believe that he supports Donald Trump or Donald Trump's endorsement. I'm not sure if he mentioned Jim Jordan. I, I, I forgot what it said. But, yep, Donald Trump will endorse, already has in a statement, Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan was Speaker of the House. Now, Hannity cited direct sources Thursday night that former President would be endorsing Jordan very soon. I hate Boomer Sweats, but here he is with Sean Hannity. We'll uh, we'll watch this. I mean, it's a seven-minute clip. We'll see how far we get through it. <clears throat> oh, of course. Why doesn't it want to do this for me? Stand by a second. It always wants to buffer. We'll just bring it into the Twitter space. Here we go. Let's see. Make sure. Okay. And Jim Jordan and his bid for House Speaker is building. Now, just prior to coming on the air tonight, I have direct sources that are telling me that former President Donald J. Trump is very close to endorsing Jim Jordan very soon for Speaker of the House. Now, also tonight, Matt Gates initiated the motion to vacate against McCarthy and Lauren Boebert, who held up McCarthy's election to the speakership back in January, both indicated they would be more than willing to support Jim Jordan. They do so enthusiastically, but not everyone is on board with the idea of Speaker Jim Jordan. Now, over at that hard-hitting news show on ABC, it's called The View. (laughs) Uh, Sonny Houston 
anyway, feigned outrage over the potential of Speaker Jim Jordan. Take a look. I testified in front of Congress oh, about something so simple, cameras in courtrooms. He came in late, he looked disheveled, and he immediately was screaming and yelling and terrorized me and the other experts on the panel. And experts. describing him as a terrorist is exactly that. He's a chaos <laughs> agent. This is a great idea. Bring the chaos. People at home can hear you. Oh, I look. Chaos agent. Yes. The poor little snowflakes got offended that somebody actually, you know, raised their voice slightly. Oh, what is the shame of it? By the way, when my father would hit me with the belt, I didn't actually raise my voice. How, how did this country, you know, we used to be the land of the free, home of the brave. What happened? Why did we become the land of the snowflake? <laughs> Here with reaction, House Judiciary Committee Chairman, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. Sir. Great to All right, see Boomer you. Sweats fans, relax. Um, I have that breaking news. Any reaction on your end to that? I, I, I don't even remember what she's talking about. I, I'm in so many hearings. I, I try to question the witness in an appropriate fashion, so I don't know what she's talking about. I do think we are gathering support, though, across the Congress, uh, across the conference, from, from conservatives to more moderate members of our conference. And I feel that's important because I really think, Sean, this, this election for speakers is about two issues. Who can bring our team together? Who can unite our conference? And who can go tell the American people what we're doing and why it's important to them? And I think I can do that. That's why I'm running. I, I've told, I've been on the phone all day long with colleagues from around the country, and I tell them the job I have, I like. I want to keep. I, I like that job. But someone's got to be able to come forward, unite the Republicans around our message, around what we're doing for the American people, and go make that take that message to the country and deliver it in a compelling, succinct way, which I think I can do. I think the one thing that there is definitely consensus on, and I, I talked to this great audience before the show, is number one, they wanna make sure that the investigations that you have started and Jason Smith and James Comer continue. Uh, I'm sure they will, am I correct in my assumption? Yeah, they have to. I mean, it's, it's important. Uh, the way these agencies have been turned on, we the people, on the American people, we have to continue that work. I mean, I was in a deposition two days ago when all this was happening on the House floor relative to our speaker. I was in a deposition with the U.S. attorney from the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, who wouldn't partner with, with David Weiss in the Hunter Biden investigation. And when they were talking about bringing the Burisma charge, so we were doing our work. That all continues but we got to come together as a as a conference, come together as Republicans, so that work can continue, so we can deal with the border, so we can deal with the issues we told the American people we were going to address. So one other thing that I'm hearing very loudly from people is, is they want to see the Republicans. They don't want to get stuck here. They don't want 15 more votes. They want this settled, yeah. and they want you guys back to work. Are you confident that that's going to happen by this time next week? Are you confident that we're going to have a new speaker and it's going to be you? It has to happen. We shouldn't go to the House floor until we have 218 votes for the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. We shouldn't have to go through what we did back in January. I'm all for that. I think I can bring our team together to accomplish that. And more importantly, once we get that done, to do the work that needs to be done on the border, on crime, on inflation, on all these issues we have to address, I think I can do that. That's why I decided to run. Well, let's go through the top agenda items. I would say off the top of my head, this border really does have to get secure. Secondly,
We had $2 trillion of Biden debt last year. You know what? That is unacceptable. We're now at $33.5 trillion in debt that we're putting on our kids and grandkids. That's got to stop. Uh, will we get back to regular order? Will we go through the appropriations process? Will we secure the border? Will we bring law and order to American cities? And, and will there be all these other votes that members have been talking about, term limits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? We, 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 brought up, we brought up term limits in, in, in the committee last week and had a vote on that legislation in the committee last week. Yeah, we need to do all that, Sean. But in 40 days, the stopgap spending measure runs out. We have to have a plan as a conference. Again, when we elect our new speaker, we have to have a plan that 218 of us support on how we're going to deal with that. How are we going to deal with when we get to November? We can't have the same thing unfolded unfolded last week. So I think that we have to look at another stopgap measure that would kick in the 1% cut. There's legislation in place right now that says if we have a CR, that, a continuing resolution that goes into next year, there's an automatic 1% cut that takes place. There's nothing like a cut to spending that focuses politicians' attention. So we need that threat hanging there to be leveraged for us to get the policies you just talked about. The policies where we can win on the border issue, on the crime issue, on inflation. That's what, but that's the only way this town can operate is when there's that, when there's that kind of leverage and there's that kind of deadline hanging there where real cuts are going to happen that we can actually get people to focus and get our work done. So that's what I think we have to do in order to deal with what's coming in 40 short days. If you're elected speaker, you will have 15 months to prove to the Republican uh, caucus uh, and conference uh, how good a job you do. And then in January 2025, you will hopefully be up for re-election if you win to be speaker again. That would be your vote of confidence. Where do you stand on this one member motion to vacate, triggered by any one member, which means anytime it's triggered, all other business right. in the House stops. Uh, should that threshold be raised? Yeah, our conference, it's been loud and clear, the feedback I get from our conference. Our conference wants to change that. I'm for changing that, but we got to have 218 Republicans to do it because that is actually a House rule, and you got to be able to go to the floor of the House and change that. I'm for doing that if we have 218. I don't want to go to the Democrats and make that change because they're going to want all kinds of things. So let's work out. So what do you think? What do you think? What are we thinking? I mean, can, can Jim Jordan do the job as House Speaker? I, th I think he could. I think he's got a, a they got a lot of work to do. And I, I get the fact that they want 218 members of Congress to be, you know, they don't want to go in there and vote for speaker a hundred times. But what you know, do, do the Democrats have something up their sleeve? Everybody has something up 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 their sleeve. And I think the fact of the matter is us as American people and voters, we're tired of the D.C. business as usual, the swamp tactics, the intimidation, the money, the uniparty bullshit. We don't want business as usual. We want action. And we want someone that's going to take the bull by the balls and not negotiate with progressive liberals, Democrats, all these Harkeem Jeffries and AOCs and all these idiots on the left, these brainless souls. I don't even think they have souls. These vessels, they are the listless vessels. They all vote in lockstep. I think we need someone that's willing to, again, 
this is how it's going to go. We're going to go after securing and closing the border. We're going to work on growing the economy. We're going to, uh, you know, make sense of the legislation that's coming on the floor. It, it, and enough with this confusion. You know, the single issue uh, bills, the, as far as the motion to vacate, I mean, me? I, I say leave it as it is, but, you know, those that want to completely do away with the motion to vacate, like Glitch McConnell when he made that statement over in the Senate, they don't want the motion to vacate because they don't want someone who really cares about this country to go against someone in the uniparty, some globalist piece of shit that gets a lot of money from a lot of places that's being laundered through Ukraine into their campaigns. Well, they don't want that. Any Republican is better than McCarthy. Jordan isn't the best, but he's significantly better. I, don't, I agree with you. I, listen, if we can get Jim Jordan, to me right now, it seems like a win. And of course, he has to prove himself. And this is a place where Jim Jordan is either going to shine and his political career is going to skyrocket, or he's going to tank and he is done. And I will say this. If Jim Jordan tanks as a speaker, as the Speaker of the House, you know who they're going to blame. Everyone will blame Donald Trump. This is one of those things where if Donald Trump is putting his name on it, he's running for president. Where, you know, if I was Donald Trump, I'd look at Jim Jordan right in the face and say, you better not fuck this up, Jim. This is now my name on the line here. And not for the internal politics of it, the, the members of Congress. He doesn't give a shit about them. I'm talking to the American people. So, in a sense, Jim Jordan, with Trump's endorsement, he's got a big responsibility if he becomes Speaker of the House and has to realize who put his neck out, who gave him the endorsement, and that that individual, Donald Trump, is running for president. So the moves he makes, is, in a way, will reflect on Donald Trump and his campaign. It's a fact. <clears throat> Congressman Troy Nels put out, just had a great conversation. This was uh, yesterday with President Trump about the speaker's race. He is endorsing Jim Jordan, and I believe Congress should listen to the leader of our party. I fully support Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Mexican Braveheart shirt made. Good way to spend my morning. Oh, my God, I need one. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I, bet, I hope it's great. Nels added, I fully support Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Donald Trump, this is the statement Donald Trump put out on truth. Congressman Jim Jordan has been a star long before making his very successful journey to Washington, D.C., representing Ohio's 4th Congressional District, respected by all. He is now chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. There you go, Judiciary. As president, I had the honor of presenting Jim with our country's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So much is learned from sports, and Jim was a master. While attending Graham High School, he won state championships all four years, a rarity, and compiled an amazing 156-to-1 record at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Jim became a two-time NCAA Division I wrestling champion. He won his 1985-86 NCAA championship matches in his weight class. Jim has a master's degree in education from Ohio State University and a law degree from Capital University. I didn't realize he had a law degree. 
He is strong on crime, borders, our military vets, and the Second Amendment. Jim, his wife Polly, and family are outstanding. He will be a great Speaker of the House and has my complete and total endorsement. I love it. I love it. I want to I see it. It's coming together. It's going to be an interesting show next week when it happens. I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. All right. I really hope to see Donald Trump in the Capitol building on Tuesday. Just because it'll twist so many people up. Democrats will be scattering. Uniparty Republicans won't know what to do. Oh my God, it's a it's insurrection 2.0. The man himself is here with his great white hope orange powers. He's going to the building is going to implode. The the media coverage would will be unbelievable. There will be more media at that Capitol than than any presidential inauguration ever to take place. It'll be tremendous. Mass hysteria. Complete chaos. I like that. Chaos agent. I'm an agent of chaos. I want to put that on a business card. Alan Jacoby. Agent of chaos. Bring the chaos. Because without chaos and disruption, we just have complicity. We have business as usual. And that's not what we want. As American people, we want action. We want our people to actually make moves and not just sit there enjoying the benefits of being an elected official and a member of Congress and whatever the office that they hold. Fucking do something. That's all we're asking. <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to get into a little, a little Ron DeSantis and his running out of money because he can't fundraise and he should just back out of the race for the sole reason of nobody fucking likes him. So... My boy, Miguel Fornia, another great video for Ron DeSantis I'm going to play right now. You know, a lot of times I'll open the show with his great talent, but I'm going to listen to this. Hello, is there anybody in there? Make a face if you can hear me. <laughs> Just keep your fingers from your nose, your wife's eyebrows. Tierra and a princess gown. Historic fair campaign as pathetic shoes cry and explain. Vessel match your experience in the Trump curse. Beta losers you attract. The men that love you always skirts. There is no point you are leaning. The vacant pants are on the horizon. The clowns you've hired are all insane. Casey's always mad, I'll she yell and does us complain. <laughs> when I was a child, I was a midget. My mom bought special lips for my shoes. 
And together we would take a shower in the basement. We had a game around me. I can't explain. Casey does not understand. She tells me that's not how I am. So cringy. Uncomfortably raw. Uncomfortably raw. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Oh my God, Miguel Fornia, good job as usual. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. Ron DeSantis is so cringy, and he—he is. He's so gross. He's just—he's just weird. He's weird. I'm a. I always thought he was a bit weird, even when everyone's like, "Oh, he's so great. He's so great." Some of the interviews he would give, at, you know, as governor where everybody was, you know, rah, rah, rah. And I'd be like, this guy just, there's something about him. There's something about my, and my wife had said it early on. And when she first said it, I was like, no, 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 he's, he's good. I watched him and I was like, oh, I want to keep an eye on this guy. It's just something weird about him. She got it right away though. Back early, early on. She just was not, I don't trust this guy. There's something about him I don't like. Well, the wife had good instincts because I didn't agree with her at first, but he is a weirdo. And he's going broke. He's going broke. He is going broke, cash-strapped Ron DeSantis. He's moving a third of his staff to Iowa because he's so desperate on that state, spending so much time there. And his, his clown crew, all the influencers, which I think they've all blocked me now. They play this game, the big DeSantis influencers, um, John Cardildo, uh, Bill Bitchell, all of them, Christina Pasha, the Botox princess. She looks like she has uh, ass cheeks sewn on her face. They've all blocked me now. And they're all out there saying, even today, you're going to see Ron DeSantis is going to win Iowa and New Hampshire at 9% polling because the pollings are fake. That's what they all say. The polling is, every poll is fake. Every single poll is fake, apparently. Has there ever been a poll, even, even a DeSantis poll? There was even a DeSantis-favored a poller or a, a one that they paid for that DeSantis couldn't beat Trump. When you're, when you're fifth place in some places when the twinkie king of new jersey is kicking your ass in presidential polls and you're a current governor of the great state of florida and that fat fuck is a washed out governor that got beat from new jersey who literally is the twinkie king of new jersey i'm not gonna answer questions about twinkies you can hear me getting fatter Ron DeSantis is a bigger loser than chris christie I can't even believe I'm saying that. So a third of his campaign staff to Iowa to stay there, betting it all on the Hawkeye State. You don't have a shot, meatball. Ron DeSantis is betting his campaign on an all-or-nothing bid in Iowa as he is moving a third of his campaign staff to the Hawkeye State while he has around $5 million available in primary funds. Donald Trump has over $30 million. It was just recorded in like quarter three. He raised like 40-something million dollars. So he's got five million available primary funds in his war chest, and that's according to the New York Times. 
The move marks a pivotal movement for DeSantis. He has another pivotal movement. He's going to have another reboot. What is this, Re Reboot 28? Has he officially announced yet? Is he running for president? Is he still with us? The move marks a pivotal movement for DeSantis, as Iowa is the first Republican voting state in the nation, and its caucus next January represents only one of a few opportunities to reverse narratives surrounding his campaign. Given his collapse in the polls since the spring, as <laughs> you imagine, just keeps collapsing more and more and more. During that time, frontrunner former President Donald Trump has been indicted four times <laughs> and coalesced a majority of support regularly reflected in national polls. Donald Trump has incumbent numbers, and he's like public enemy number one. No, he's government enemy number one. He's not public enemy. He's government enemy number one. And I think that's what's great is that the public sees that and wants more and more to see him succeed. It's now legit. You know, they made him the underdog. They made him the villain, and he's not the villain. It's like that, you know, reverse role where he's really the, he's the superhero. And we all know it. Most of us, majority of us are not deceived. Some are. I was talking to someone not too long ago, and they're like, I don't know if I could support Donald Trump anymore. This is someone who flew a Trump flag at their home. So what are you talking about? I just all this stuff coming out. I go, where the fuck are you watching it? Where are you watching it? Are you watching mainstream media? Are you actually sitting there getting programmed because you keep hearing the word indictment? And I had a had a conversation, like a, a an in depth conversation. The conversation didn't last long. And he says, "No, I, listen, there's nobody else." And he he looked at me and he like he knows me. He looked at me and he's like, "So you're completely not." not even looking at Ron DeSantis. And I said, did you really ask me that? Did you really ask me that as I'm pulling up my, my Twitter feed? Like, do you even follow me on social media, you stupid son of a bitch? <sighs> Staking it all on Iowa appears to be a daunting endeavor for the DeSantis campaign, considering Trump is above 49% of support in the real clear politics polling average of the Hawkeye State. As of this article and reached 51% in a CBS News poll conducted a few weeks ago. A CBS News poll is Donald Trump 51% in Iowa. Come on, man. Just pack it in. I, I, he's lost the respect already. I don't think he would... I don't know if Ron DeSantis would gain it back. He might, as far as if he just turned around and says, listen, I see what's happening, and I get it. And I'm not going to listen to these retards in my campaign anymore. And I'm making the conscious decision to back out. His wife, Eyebrows DeSantis, will not allow it. She literally, by hook or by crook, she's determined to live in the White House. She's determined to... She already has her outfit picked out for the inauguration. She will be... Jackie Onassis Kennedy on steroids at the inauguration. It will be probably have directions for photographers to replicate photos from the Kennedy inauguration. Do you think, do you think she makes Ron DeSantis call her Jackie in bed? Or maybe he makes a call. Maybe, maybe she, Makes him call her Marilyn. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. 
DeSantis sits some 33 points behind Trump in Iowa in the RCP polling, average with 16% of support. And he is significantly closer to the rest of the pack than he is to the 45th president. <sighs> if he's all in for Iowa, then why hasn't Rob DeSanctimonious been where, why hasn't he been there in three weeks? Trump senior advisor Jason Miller told the Times, this isn't something he can afford to do since he's trailing by more than 30 points. And he only has $5 million left in primary funds. He's not fundraising. He can only rely on large donors who are capped. He's not getting the grassroots fundraising. If he was, the guy would probably have $20 million or more in primary cash. Donald Trump is receiving the grassroots single voter campaign contributions of under $100, under $200, I'm sorry. But Ron DeSantis is receiving those $1,200 or more from corporate donors who are capped. It's crazy. I, all of them. DeSantis's campaign is also low on cash, while Trump's campaign outpaced his weekend rival, weakened rival in third quarter fundraising at a three to one rate, according to the Times. Trump raked in forty five point five million dollars in the third fundraising quarter to DeSantis's fifteen million dollars. If you remember, not too long ago, the DeSantis crew was like. Donald Trump's not getting any money. Look at all the money Ron DeSantis is fundraising. Is, is raising, you know, but a lot of that money was from his government pack too. Remember the one he, he deceived all the Trump voters and had Trump supporters supporting Ron DeSantis's governor re-election campaign, and then in a legal move, unfortunately, was able to take half that pack money. It was like forty million or something. I forget the number, and threw it into his presidential campaign. Which he's just blowing through left and right. How many how many times did he have to fire staffers? I think twice. But he's out. It's done. It's done. You're out of cash. You're not raising money. You need money to run for president. <sighs> With that, I want to get into time is it now we're in an hour we'll probably got another 30 minutes or so stick with me let's have some fun and you know what another second all right joe biden second dog second german shepherd has to leave the white house after biting a bunch of secret service agents a bunch of times his first dog major was an issue. Now his second dog, command. Where do these dogs go? Do they so? Who, who do the dogs live with now? You know, it's my dog. I live in the White House. I want my dog. But Joe Biden shouldn't own a fucking dog because he abuses them. Because Joe Biden's an old senile piece of shit. But he probably abused animals his entire life, and that's why they're so anxiety driven and fear driven that they bite people. I have this giant hundred pound German Shepherd laying at my feet. I don't know if you can hear him. Maybe he's, he's snoring. Biden's dog commander leaves White House after numerous biting incidents. The Bidens previously removed Major, their other German Shepherd, from the White House after the dog also bit Secret Service agents and staffers. Why are the dogs all of a sudden just biting two German Shepherds? The smartest breed that there ever was, okay? Are just going to randomly bite Secret Service agents 
for no reason? No, it's because those dogs are high stress, high anxiety because of the way they're being treated. The dogs are scared. That's typically what happens. And it's a fact that this asshole is going around kicking his dogs. Well, we'll look at that video in a second. Commander Biden, the president's dog, has reportedly been removed from the White House following at least a dozen biting incidents. I would happily adopt both German Shepherds, Major and Commander, and actually give them a loving home where they won't be kicked and neglected. Where do these dogs live now? Who's their kid? Who? I mean, Hunter Biden doesn't have them. Does Does Ashley Biden have them? Are they? Who are they living with? Communications director for the First Lady Jill Biden, Elizabeth Alexander, told Fox News the President and First Lady care deeply about the safety of those who work at the White House and those who protect them every day. How about treating your fucking dog the right way and you don't have to worry about that and make such ridiculous statements? How many times has Commander bitten the Bidens? KJP, I would refer you to the Secret Service. It's the 12th known incident of this dog biting a White House staffer. Isn't the president worried about getting sued? <laughs> KJP, I would refer you to the Secret Service. I don't need to play it. I just said what she said. Meanwhile, I'm sure she doesn't want to be anywhere near that German Shepherd. She added, they remain grateful for the patience and support of the U.S. Secret Service and all involved as they continue to work through solutions. Commander is not presently on the White House campus while next steps are evaluated. If they bring a third dog in, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I will demand that everybody call the ASPCA and, and go and take those dogs away from him. He should not own a dog at all. Smash the like button if you think AP Unfiltered is a disgusting journalist. Oh my God, I love it. He's nourished by your hatred. Hit the like button on the video, please. Oh, and go follow AP Unfiltered's Rumble video. Could you throw your link in there? You do it at like the last second of the show like you're afraid to do it. AP Unfiltered has a Rumble channel. You should all go and follow as well. If you're following me, you should be following his channel. <clears throat> on Wednesday, after it was re revealed that the German Shepherd bit another Secret Service agent at the White House last month, White House Press Secretary, the equity hire, just black enough lesbian, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked if Biden was concerned about being sued over the dog's attack. She referred questions to the First Lady's office and the Secret Service. Twelfth known incident of this German Shepherd, because it's scared out of its fucking skin, had bit the Secret Service or White House employees. Judicial Watch, a conservative legal activist group, previously obtained reports of the previous incidents from October 2022 to January 2023, and CNN noted there were more biting incidents that went unreported. New York Post obtained Secret Service communications about one incident in November of 2022 where a Secret Service officer was sent to the hospital for treatment after being bitten by the dog on the thigh and arm. German Shepherds, and I, I, I do the bite sleeve with my dog on occasion. I have, and especially my previous German Shepherd. Not so much the one I have now. He's a rescue, so he's not, you know, he's just more of a pet, and he's a very, very... Very protective family member uh, of the rest of the family. Yes, my dog is a family member, not just a pet. Um, when you're telling me that this German Shepherd bit on the thigh and the arm, that to me says that this dog was terrified of whatever it was, just a, maybe a movement um, 
overly protected, but really just a, in a scared mode, bit the thigh, bit the arm, just because it's scared. It's scared. Or maybe because the dog has been abused. Uh, listen, you know what? The hell with this. I'm going to do the video now. Yeah, Biden gets tangled on his dog's leash and judo kicks him in the head. I want you to watch this video and truly tell me what you think. Is this? I have moved my dog with my hip and with the inside of my leg and with my knee just to pivot my dog in the direction I wanted it to go in. But you tell me if this is that or if this is a kick. Because I think, to me, it's cut and dry and it looks like a kick. For him... To stop his frequent trips home right. to his home state of Delaware. Look, stay in the White House. Watch. Go, you know, work on work on the problem. Tries but maybe he's got like a secret cave in his house and we don't know about it. Cave in his house. Yeah. We're gonna play it again. That that was that was a kick. For him. That was a kick. To stop his frequent trips home to his home state of Delaware. Look. Stay in the White House. Like a shim Go, you know, work on work on the problems. But maybe he's got like a secret cave in his house, and we don't know about it. Cave in his house. First of all, anyone who owns a German Shepherd would know. Right there, just watching him on the leash, that that dog. He he doesn't know how to control that dog. He he has no control over his dog. I mean, he doesn't have any control over his bowels. So how is he going to control a German Shepherd? It's a great breed to have. It's a cool breed to have. But it's not an easy breed to have. I know. It was. It was kind of impressive. He was able to pull that move off and not fall over. Maybe he was on enough Adderall. They had him drugged up enough. But he was able to keep his balance while he was abusing his dog. They should not be allowed to own a dog. Someone should step in and be like, the Secret Service should just step in and say, you can't have a dog anymore in the White House. And if you want one, go get a lap dog. Go get a Westie. Go get a Labradoodle. Get a Golden Retriever. I mean, German Shepherds are very protective, but if you're not going to treat them right and you're not going to spend the time with them, they need a lot of time. They need a lot of time. You can't leave them cooped up. You know, it's it's... I'm not going to get into the whole care of a German Shepherd. I think just think it's bullshit as a German Shepherd owner. They should not be owning one. I wouldn't let them own any dogs. And I feel, I don't feel bad. I don't feel, but listen, I get people got bit and that's because of the, the treatment of the animal and the atmosphere of the animal. It sucks. I'm glad, I hope nobody was too injured. I, I feel more for the dog. Screw all these other people, whether you got bit or whoever, whatever the handling of the dog. No, I'm sorry. All right. We got a couple more things. But first, first, I want you to go over to MyPatriotCigars.com, my company. Use promo code MAGA, 25% off. Here we go. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba import cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. 
We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, get 25% off. You get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. Thanks for everyone that supports and has supported. Really appreciate it. we got some great merch over on the website as well. So definitely support with a smoke. MyPatriotCigars.com, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Agreed, little funk. There is no way any sitting president this day and age has a time proper care of an animal dog cat whatever it is do the bill clinton get yourself an intern don't even worry about a dog just get yourself an intern speaking of the clintons i don't know if you guys know hillary clinton is calling for a complete re-education of trump supporters formal deprogramming of the cult members who wear make america great again hats who support the big bad orange man re-educated deprogramming what do you think i'm kidding well, just listen to this vile twat yourself. Very strong partisans in both parties in the past. Uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things, gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, mega extremists. Um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who <laughs> has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you very strong <laughs> a deprogramming of the cult members? Just this just the sight of this woman. This uh, makes my skin crawl. No, we're not gonna part with Donald Trump because we know it's all bullshit and lies of what the government is trying to do to him because they're so desperate to keep him away from the White House. But again, and I mentioned this, MAGA extremists, MAGA Republicans, MAGA extremists, you're going to hear it. Every prominent Democrat is going to say it. You may even hear some Republicans say it. Because now with the FBI and their secret little task force to maybe monitor the social media presence of labeled MAGA Republicans, MAGA extremists, I wonder if that I wonder if that list is alphabetical or goes by threat level. I wonder where I am on that list. <laughs> Fucked his garbage can. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I got to ruin your streak about listening to her voice. I'm glad. 
It needs to happen sometimes, especially when they are this vile. You know, and deprogramming of the cult. Re-educated. Again, the Democrats don't fail to continue to parrot Adolf Hitler and the Nazis' shown actions. What were the true fascists here? And listen, if they're so, I mean, I don't know why they're so worried about re-education of, of MAGA Republicans. Like, they own all the, all the institutions. They own the mainstream media. They own all the schools. They own the, the universities. And it's us that are brainwashed. It's us that are brainwashed. Now, let me ask you a question. How many people have gotten in the mail their marching orders from Donald Trump or a text message with your marching orders from Donald Trump or an email with your marching orders from Donald Trump? But January 6th, he incited an insurrection. He did? Oh, I, I, meant, I must have missed that order. I thought I heard him say patriotically and peacefully march to the Capitol to have your voices heard. Wasn't that it? Somewhere close, right? Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Shot in the back of the head two times. Oh, he died by suicide. Oh, it's horrible. It's a horrible suicide. Stabbed four times and thrown him threw himself off the bridge as Hillary Clinton goes speeding away. Hillary Clinton, I want to know your body count. What's your body count, Hillary? <laughs> oh, man, but they're still they're not going to stop. They're still going to go after Donald Trump. They're now going to control what he can do with his assets because they're such scumbags. And hold on one second. All right. Here's another one. Judge Angeron. The uh, guy who looks like the typical Epstein client. Look at this smug face. Look at me. I hate Donald Trump. And there's Chuck Schumer's girlfriend next to him that he protected with the gag order. Look at me. Now he bars Trump and Trump family members from transferring assets without notifying an appointed court monitor. Oh, former Bill Clinton judge Barbara Jones. Hmm. All right. So... Far left Manhattan Supreme Court Judge Arthur Engeron, the priest from Poltergeist. God is in his holy temple. He barred Trump and Trump's family members from transferring assets or creating new entities without notifying an appointed court monitor on day four of Letitia James' Stalinist show trial. So he can't even, like, file for another business or anything like that. I mean, New York, it's just, you know... You can't, you can't do anything, Donald Trump. You can't do anything. You can't transfer assets. You own them. But here you have a court telling you you can't do anything with them. New York has officially become police state. You're not free. We're going to give 18,000 jobs to illegal aliens. We're going to be a sanctuary city. It is, it is fucked up. I would literally, if I was Donald Trump, I'd just you know what, Judge, I'm going to sell everything and I'm going to take all that money and I'm going to build things bigger and better in states that actually want their economies to boom. Like, it's, it's wild. 
The independent court monitor, Barbara Jones, is a former federal judge appointed by Bill Clinton. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. We're just trying again to fuck Donald Trump in his ass without lube and make him pay $250 million or more uh, and, and hopefully seize his properties. So maybe we can make Trump Tower into the biggest illegal alien migrant prison or whatever the hell you want to call it. We're going to make it an illegal alien concentration camp where we're going to have illegals from all over the world taking giant shits in Donald Trump's gold toilet because New York has just taken it, the commie state that they are. Oh, my God. As the questioning of witnesses continues, Judge Engeron has issued an order outlining the next steps to dissolve Trump's companies in New York. Engeron last week found that Trump and his adult sons used fraudulent documents to conduct business and order the cancellation of his business certificates in the state. Trump appealed that ruling yesterday. In today's order, Engeron asked the defendants to provide a list of entities controlled or beneficially owned by Donald J. Trump and the other co-defendants, to the Honorable Barbara S. Jones, the independent monitor overseeing Trump's business activities. You have your own Nazi assigned to you. Trump is also required to notify Jones of any new business applications or changes, changing, changes of pre-existing entities. The order also gives the parties 30 days to recommend a receiver to oversee the dissolution of Trump's corporate assets. However, both parties previously suggested that they plan to recommend Jones for that position. Judge Arthur Angeron ruled last Tuesday that Trump and Trump organization are liable for fraud. <laughs> the judge also ruled that Mar-a-Lago was worth $18 million. Meanwhile, if you just go on Realtor.com or any of these realty websites, you can find, you know, seven-bedroom homes, six-bedrooms homes for uh, down in that same area for $20, $30, 40000000 million. Fort Lauderdale as well, $53 million, eight bedrooms. This is only worth $18 million, though. Golf course, waterfront, the whole thing. Yeah. Eat shit. Yeah. But, of course, anyone respectful in the real estate business um, is not buying that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million. The golf course itself and the property might be worth $18 million. President Trump... Unloaded on crooked Marxist Letitia James and far-left judge Arthur Engeron on Wednesday outside of the courtroom. He called me a fraud, and he valued Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. And you can't do that. It's worth probably 50 to 100 times more than that. And our corrupt attorney general, racist attorney general, she's totally corrupt. She just wants, wanted the publicity to run for governor. And then when she failed running for governor, she went after Donald Trump. So, also, if you notice... And I don't even follow her, but it comes across my feed constantly. Letitia James on Twitter is basically, um, she she's holding the trial on Twitter and putting all these statements out, defaming Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not convicted of anything. He has there has it hasn't been, you know, any official rulings on 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 things. And she's out there calling him a fraudster and everything else. And he has the gag order. He, he, he can't speak bad about anyone on the judge's staff. Letitia James is not on the staff. So that gag order doesn't pertain to her, which the Democrats or even some Republicans will tell you, look, he's violating the gag order. No, he's not. He's not talking about the judge's staff. Letitia James is not the judge's staff. 
why is she allowed to do that? That is legit illegal election interference. You have an attorney general, you have an attorney general of a blue state going after Donald Trump on in the in the public space on Twitter, defaming him while he's running for president. Tell me that that's not election interference. A one quarter acre lot was worth more than Mar-a-Lago and Mar-a-Lago brings in 25 million a year alone as a business. Yeah. Beach to beach property in Palm beach. It's wild. I wish the government would devalue my property. So my taxes would go down here, here. You're not kidding. That's why I'm another reason I'm ready to move. Yep, it's election interference. They made up the case. She ran on going after Donald Trump. Letitia James said her office is seeking to make Trump pay $250 million. Ban the Trumps from running New York businesses for good. Could you imagine the commie-like tactics when you're telling an American citizen that you can't own and operate a business in your state? Ban Trump and Trump Organization from buying commercial real estate in New York for five years. And they're making a, of course, of course, Letitia James and her office is making a criminal referral to the U.S. Department of Justice. They're going to attempt to make this criminal. They're, what they're going to do is they're going to say this should be a federal criminal case because the entities that supposed were defrauded, who have never complained about being defrauded, by the way, because they all made money. The loans were paid back with interest. The banks made money. The insurers never screwed out of a dime. But because they're all over the country, they want to tie it into a federal case and say he criminally defrauded these institutions. Only problem is none of these institutions are online filing reports saying we've been defrauded, that we want to press charges for fraud and whatever else on Donald Trump and his business entities. The only person that's bringing this case about is Letitia James. Where's the complainant? Where is the complainant? And what, she's trying to get $250 million out of Donald Trump to go where? To go to the state? Because where would that $250 million go? If there were legit institutions that were defrauded, wouldn't they get the money? But are they, are anyone else suing Donald Trump for fraud or defrauding them? It's bizarre. And I'm not an attorney. Maybe I'm speaking out of school, but it doesn't seem that way. It does not seem that way. And on top of that, you have the whole Jack Smith trial. And now the Trump lawyers are blasting him because in the classified documents trial case, Trump lawyers comes out, come out swinging, accuse Jack Smith of withholding discovery, seek to delay classified docs trial until after election. Jack Smith's office, who said on day one there would be discovery available, evidence available, and they have yet to give it to Trump's lawyers. Trump's lawyers on Wednesday evening filed a motion seeking to delay Jack Smith's May classified documents trial until after the 2024 election. Not only that, the two trials that they want his lawyers to be in both places at once, and obviously it's impossible, but this is what the courts will do just to try to screw him. Trump's attorneys Chris Kaiser and Todd Blanche accused Jack Smith's prosecutors of using 
dilatory tactics to slow roll the discovery process and taking too long to turn over evidence. Blanche and Kai said the May trial date makes the schedule unworkable, according to the motion reviewed by the Gateway Pundit. On July 18th, 2023, the special counsel's office represented to the court that all discovery will be available on day one, Trump's lawyers wrote. Blanche and Kai's also said Jack Smith's Florida classified docs trial set for May 20th and his separate March 4th D.C. trial regarding Trump's so-called effort to stop the transfer of power set for March 4th required Trump and his lawyers to be in two places at once. Gee, that wasn't set up purposely because they want him to maybe hire more lawyers and spend more money or not be able to have a good defense for one or both of them. The March 4th, 2023 trial in the District of Columbia and the underlying schedule in that case currently require, re require President Trump and his lawyers to be in two places at once. Trump's lawyers wrote, according to CBS News, and months after the office's <clears throat> representation to the court, discovery is not complete in this case, including with respect to the classified documents at issue in more than 25% of the Espionage Act counts in the superseding indictment. Of course, this was Jack Smith's plan all along, making it impossible for Trump's lawyers to navigate between D.C. and Florida by scheduling court dates on top of each other. Money, 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 financially break them all. The attorney said the classification reviews and most basic discovery have not been handed over by DOJ prosecutors. Delay, delay, delay. Good tactic. Mentally wear them down. Screw them with trial dates. Fuck them in their ass. They want Donald Trump dead in prison. They are not mere complaints. The special counsel's office has not provided some of the most basic discovery in the case, the attorneys wrote. Given the current schedule, we cannot understate the prejudice to President Trump arising from his lack of access to these critical materials months after they should have been produced. Blanche and Kais, who previously sought security clearances to review classified material in this case, argued the special counsel hadn't even provided basic arrangements for handling of classified documents. The special counsel's office has failed to make very basic arrangements in, the, in this district for the handling of the relevant classified information. The holding of necessary CIPA uh, hearings, CIPA, I guess that's a classified uh, document thing. I could be wrong. And the production of related work products by the court and counsel, the lawyers wrote in a 12-page following. I'm not going to read this entire article. The bottom line is, Jack Smith is doing everything possible in his office to screw Donald Trump in one or both trials by doing what they're doing, withholding evidence. And, and nobody's going to do anything about it. You're talking about the disgusting, commie, Soviet-style DOJ, and this is what they want. This is what they want. Yes, please, everyone, take a minute and share the show. Hit the like button. Hit the thumbs up. Please, please do that. I'm going to skip that. And I am going to go here. We're going to do this last thing and then we're going to call it, a, we're going to call it a day because I will be back tonight, 8.30 PM Eastern with James Curry. Kung Fu Brian in the chat. How you feeling, buddy? Hey, Alan, sorry, back again. Had to have a tube put in me. Been kind of down for a few days. Brian, you are a true warrior. Like, unbelievable. 
Brian, MAGA forever. Glad to see that you're typing and alive because the close calls you've had, you're like, I think you have more lives than a cat. Thank you, Three Finger Whiskey, shared on Truth and Getter. You know, it's funny. I I was actually, I can live stream on Getter, and I, I did have this show live streaming on Getter, but Getter is such a weird platform. It really, I just, I'm so partial to Rumble. Someone asked me yesterday if um, I would go back to, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Facebook and stream. And I checked my Facebook last night. I did a test, and I posted a bunch of memes over the last couple of days, and they were actually getting seen. I have 42,000 followers and I was streaming on there getting thousands and thousands and thousands of views and people watching. And then they, they shadow banned me. They blatantly came out and told me I was restricted. The page wasn't being um, recommended. And I just stopped because I, I, I love this whole rumble thing, but I may just set up the streams and just do it. Not that it matters. You know, I, I stream on cloud hub also, and that that's, that does all right with viewers, but you know, it is what it is. I like I like Rumble. I love what they're doing, so I'm kind of partial to them now. All right. Anyone? Ah, Roan from Steak for Breakfast is calling me right now because he's – oh, by the way, if you're not following Steak for Breakfast, follow them. They're going to drop a show today um, at some point this evening. I'm actually going to be on their show towards the middle of the month on a Tuesday, I think the 17th. Anyway, last story of the day. Massachusetts Attorney General launches abortion and transgender care unit because they want you to be able to kill your babies and cut off your dicks and not get, I guess, bullied for it. I just, I'll be honest with you. I just saw the headline. I didn't read the article. So this is going to be one of those. It's unvetted. It's Breitbart, but I didn't, I didn't read past the headline. I was like, oh, this looks good. I wanted to grab this just in case. Democrat in Massachusetts Attorney General Andrea Campbell announced Monday the creation of a, this is where, where I saw, Reproductive Justice Unit. Are they going to have a, like, a half-dead fetus fist? Like, you know, the black fist and the this fist. Reproductive Justice Unit in response to the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade back in June of 2022. Uh, the unit is designed to ensure the state is a national leader in expanding access to abortion and gender-affirming care. We want you to come to Massachusetts and kill your baby. We want you to come to Massachusetts and mutilate your child's genitals. We want you to come to Massachusetts and trade your pole for a hole. That's what we want in Massachusetts. Gender-affirming care, which is a euphemism that was created by left-wing activists and tend to make the sexual mutilation sound like a compassionate course of action. Health care. The unit will also be tackling misinformation and disinformation that prevents access to care, working across state lines to respond to national attacks on reproductive health care. Reproductive health care is baby murder. There is no such thing as reproductive health care unless you go into a gynecologist and, you know, just making sure all your plumbing is working good so you can have babies, not so you could fucking kill them. It's so sick. Right-wing anti-science extremists will not stop until abortion is banned in all 50 states and LGBTQ people, starting with the youth, are pushed to the shadows and, frankly, possibly out of existence. That's what this A.G. Campbell from Massachusetts had said. 
We're anti-science extremists. Part of it's right. We will not stop until abortion is banned in all 50 states. I don't care about LGBTQ people, what they're doing, what they're dressing up as, who they're playing with, who they're fucking. I don't care about any of it. Stay away from the fucking kids. Go dress up as a furry. Piss on each other. Shit on each other. I don't care. Stay away from the fucking kids. Please stop with the bullshit. No one wants to push you into the shadows. Just stay away from the fucking kids. It's so crazy. In this unprecedented time, we have an opportunity to make sure Massachusetts remains a beacon for reproductive justice and baby murder. What the hell is going on? The Attorney General's Office hired former University of California, Los Angeles, Sears, clinical teaching fellow, and American Civil Liberties Union fellow, Sapna Katri to head the unit. This unit will serve as an important tool to ensure Massachusetts continues to lead the way it comes to accessing the full suite of sexual and reproductive health care. That includes, but is definitely not limited to, abortion care, maternal health care, gender-affirming care, and preventative care. The Attorney General's Office, top cop, the Reproductive Justice Unit. That's interesting. So anyone who speaks out against it in Massachusetts, which Massachusetts is pretty liberal shithole. I have friends and family in Massachusetts, and oh, they're like, whatever, far gone. So it seems to me, and with the whole misinformation and shit, that if you live in Massachusetts and you are publicly talking bad about murdering babies or not so nice about LGBTQ people, you may suffer consequences. You may get censored. You may get arrested. You may get sued. The attorney general's office. Yeah, elected official, they can change that with a vote, but those sick liberals in Massachusetts won't. Boston alone will make sure that we're killing babies, old bean town. We're going to kill our babies. Cut them up. Beat them to Hillary. Campbell claimed the unit is needed because some conservative-led states are passing laws to protect unborn babies from abortion, murder, and children from gender ideology. Yes, I don't want six- and seven-year-olds to learn that cutting off your dick is normal, that dressing up at something that you're not is normal. Parents that force it on their children should fucking hang. Oof. She's also responsible for launching an abortion legal hotline in collaboration with the ACLU of Massachusetts and other left-wing groups. Mega extremists because we don't want to murder babies and we don't want our kids cutting their dicks off. I'm waiting for these sickos to come up with DIY gender affirmation kits. Look, we can go into the attic and cut off each other's dicks. It has snap-on vaginas. Everything will be fine. There's a blowtorch to cauterize our wounds. Oh my god. It's so sick. It's so sick. Imagine the AG's office telling you that you don't have First Amendment rights. I mean, there are all these blue states are doing it on some level. 
on some level, they're, they're doing it already. Smash the thumbs up for me. I think, I think my performance today deserves a thumbs up. <laughs> and make sure you come back tonight if you're available, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, with me and James, my ugly bearded co-host. We're going to be doing memes of the week, which is always fun. We've got a bunch of memes of the week. And uh, I'm sure we'll be getting into some craziness. We always do. I mean, maybe me and James will fight a little bit. We always seem, you know, we get a heated disagreement going on. I love that guy. He's just always wrong, and I'm always right. I can't help it. I just can't help it. <laughs> He'll tell me to get fucked about nine times tonight. All right, one more thing. I one more. I had a, I had some other stuff up. I know if people have to go, you have to go. We got a lot of people watching. I can go for a little while because, you know, it's Friday, and I don't really like to do much on Fridays. But I like hanging out with you weirdos in the morning. Oh, in, in case you missed it, did I mention that the January 6th Christmas gift card drive, so far, $2,300 that are going to go to gift cards to the January 6th kids to give them a good Christmas. We're going to keep raising money until Thanksgiving. And then we'll reevaluate and see. I'll speak to Cynthia from the Patriot Freedom Project. Get them all their gift cards. We'll see where it goes. Any money, again, that is raised in the Rumble Rants chat, where if you hit the dollar sign and you give 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 2 bucks, whatever it is you give, I'm going to match it dollar for dollar, and that's what's going to go towards the January 6th kids' Christmas gift card drive. I said that right, right? Okay. Hey, Alan, make Sriracha great again. There was a big Sriracha shortage. There was a big Sriracha shortage, and... They, they were selling like, I don't know, I think it was like the 20 ounce bottles or something for like 70 bucks for two bottles. And James had pointed that out to me, my co-host. And then we're on the show the other night talking about it. And I happened as he's, as he's talking about it, I, I happened to Google it. And I was like, holy shit, the price went down. Now it's, it, again, it, it was like $11 a bottle. So we're sitting there ordering sriracha. Because I, I put that on it. Frank's Red Hot. I know I put that shit on everything. Frank's Red Hot is good. But Sriracha, I, I love putting. I'll put that on anything. And uh, we sat there on the show and ordered it. And they came. We got our bottles. He got his. I got mine. I definitely have enough bottles now to get me through um, any type of, uh, you know, catastrophe and uh, apocalyptic living in America. As long as I have my cigars, coffee, and Sriracha, water's optional. Um, I think I have a few bottles of bourbon that get me through it, and we'll be okay. Coffee, bourbon, sriracha, cigars. Well, I don't own any guns, so we don't have that. All right. The northern border. The southern border is not the only border being invaded, people. And people aren't talking about the northern border because they're coming through the northern border. Migrant apprehensions in one Canadian border sector surpassed prior 11 years. So you take all those numbers in 11 years, and recently, one Canadian border sector surpassed that recently. Swanton sector border patrol agents apprehended more than 6,800 migrants during the recently ended fiscal year 23. This is more than the total apprehensions during the past 11 years, according to the sector chief. Now, realize when we talk about apprehended, 6,800, give or take. Now, think about the numbers 
that of people that were not apprehended that got away because the border patrol ain't getting them all. So take that number, maybe double it, maybe a little less. All right, 6,800 migrants apprehended. Let's go. Let's be conservative and say 10,000 migrants, the ones that were not apprehended and apprehended. It's probably more. I'm saying it because it's Canada. Nobody's thinking that the Canadian border is an issue. But even these sick aliens who want to get into this country and raise havoc and just deplete our resources like fucking cockroaches and termites do, they're like, the southern border is a fucking shithole. The southern border is a disaster. The southern border has so many eyes on it. Let's go to Canada. Go to Canada. We'll catch a couple hockey games. And then we'll go to, we'll just cross into America through their attic. We won't come up through their basement. And then we'll be in. No one will even detect us. Because nobody is talking about this. Nobody's talking about it. AP Unfiltered, I shouldn't have to tell you. You can do it anytime you want. Go and follow AP Unfiltered's Rumble channel. Can we please get him? Now, how many followers do you have, AP Unfiltered, on your Rumble channel? How many followers do you have? I know it's a fairly new page, right? Do you have 500 followers or do we need to get you to 500? But yeah, the northern border. Swan Sector Chief Patrol Agent Robert Garcia posted on X, formerly Twitter, that his agents apprehended more than 6,700 migrants in less than a year. Unofficial numbers reviewed by Breitbart, Texas, indicate that the number rose to more than 6,800 by September 30th. Garcia stated this is more apprehensions than during the past 11 years because nobody was really coming through the northern border. They're so congested down at the southern border that they're opening up our attic and they're coming in through the attic roof, whatever you want to call it. They're coming in through that way, the basement, the roof. It's a complete invasion. They're coming in from the coast. I mean, it's wild. It's wild. It's crazy. And it's not going to stop unless we stop it. During September, Swanton sector agents took approximately 860 migrants into custody. This compared to 236 during the same month in 2022. These are minuscule numbers compared to what's happening at the southern border, I know. But the point is, it's happening at the northern border. And we've had more migrants in this short period of time than we had in 11 years coming through the northern border. They're coming through Canada now. And they have been, and no one is talking about it. Breitbart covers it a lot, but you're not hearing it from a lot of people. It's a straight-up invasion. That number is just going to get larger if we keep this going. I mean, it's inevitable. The official report shows the apprehension of 5,970 migrants during the first 11 months of the fiscal year. Of those... 2,937, 49%, were Mexican nationals who crossed the Canadian border into Northeast New York, Vermont, and New Hampshire. (sighs) Approximately 2,600 of the Mexican nationals apprehended were classified as single adults. The agents who apprehended 316 family units and three unaccompanied minors. A lot of single Fighting age men, working age men, what is going on? It's bad. 
New Jersey woman's guilty plea for her role attempting to smuggle seven citizens of India in June carries potential 10-year prison sentence. Excellent work by our Border Patrol agents at Burke Station in collaboration with our partners. So New Jersey women tried to bring in a bunch of people from India to uh, through the Canadian border. And now she's, you know, carries potential 10-year prison. I mean, so much. I mean, seven citizens, seven citizens of India. That could have been seven different 7-Elevens. Like we need more of them. Yeah, I said it. I said it because it's true. India just landed on the moon. India claimed they just landed on the moon. They're going to open up the first 7-Eleven on the moon. <laughs> so, you're so racist. Or whatever phobic you call it. I don't give a shit what you say about me. That's the thing. I'm unapologetic. I don't care. I don't care. You know who else doesn't give two shits? And this is actually the last thing I had up. You know who else doesn't give a shit about what people say about him? And he speaks the truth. And I like him more and more. I didn't like him for a while. But moon rocks and slurpees. <laughs> I make competition grade. Detail pepper sauce. How do I get some to you, Alan? What a pepper sauce. Hmm. Is it really, really hot? Competition grade. I'm interested in that. Send me an email. You have my email. You've emailed me before. I'll send you my address. And you can... I'd love to try some. I'll even pay for it, too, if you want. If you're selling it, let me know. I don't... I don't... You know, I'm not good at accepting gifts. I never want anything for free. I'm like, let me pay you for it. I could house a couple of those Indian women, Kung Fu Brian. Kung Fu Brian, we don't need you to break any more ribs housing all those Indian women. <laughs> anyway, Senator Rand Paul. I like him. You know... I didn't for a while. Got a big mouth. I like it. He says, criticism of ongoing funding for Ukraine is a growing movement in Washington, which I like to hear. I'm hoping it's true that more people are saying, hey, stop giving our fucking money to Ukraine when we have people here that are in desperate need of help. East Palestine, Ohio, Flint, Michigan, uh, Hawaii. I talk about Flint. I talk about their water issue. So many things. So many things. Gas prices, inflation, the border, blah, blah, blah. Jerk me off. It's, it's so many things. It's always the same stuff. <clears throat> A growing number of Americans are tired of seeing our leaders in Washington send mountains of cash to Ukraine when there are so many serious problems here at home. According to Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, there are some people in Washington who are getting that message, and the movement is growing. I like to hear it. It's maddening to see America's problem is ignored week after week. I think we can all agree with that. As the House searches for a new speaker and the Senate works to get Ukraine assistance back into a spending bill come November 17th, when the current deal expires, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky says there is a growing movement within the Republican Party to cut additional funding altogether. We have problems funding Social Security. We have problems funding Medicare, Medicaid, all the things that have already been promised to our people. We have trouble funding and we just don't have extra money just to be sending to another country Rand Paul told that to Fox News Digital in an interview last week the US has sent more than an estimated 100 billion dollars of taxpayer dollars to Ukraine since the war began according to the White House 100 billion dollars 
and they're they're embezzling it. They're firing defense ministers. They're they're stealing weapons that are that are being exchanged in Poland. They're going missing on the black market. Whose whose hands are they falling into? Paul, prior, how many cartels have 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 gotten hold of weapons or money through this deal? Paul, prior to Representative Kevin McCarthy's ouster, said that all eyes will be on what the House Speaker does in the next go-around of spending discussions, citing a caveat that may dampen efforts to continue sending funds to Ukraine, which has been gripped by a Russian invasion since last year. The Republican conference in the House has a rule that if a majority of the Republican conference is for something or against something, the Speaker can't bring it up by rule, he said. This matches what Rand Paul has been saying on Twitter. Here's a tweet. It's reprehensible that Congress sends so much of your money to a corrupt oligarchy. To add insult to injury, they do it all without a special inspector general to enforce serious oversight. He's been asking for oversight for every penny going to Ukraine, and they fight him on it. Why do they fight him on it? Because then they'll get exposed. They fight him on it because they don't want them to find the money laundering operations that are leaking back into some of their or most of their or all of their campaigns and other special interest groups that are donating to their campaigns. Money laundering behind behind money laundering behind money laundering. Until the money is so clean, you just can't tell. Well, it's just coming from this uh, this pack, this organization. Paul is one of the few people in the Senate who seems to get it. I agree. I agree. Stop sending money to Ukraine. Stop spending money. Stop foreign aid altogether. It needs to end. It needs to end now. Can we get it to end? What... Yeah, cartels have javelin rockets now. When will it end? Will the new speaker, whoever that may be, again, take the bull by the balls and make some real moves? Will Donald Trump step foot in the Capitol on Tuesday to negotiate the the new speaker spot, not for himself, but for Jim Jordan? What did Kevin McCarthy do to get ousted? Nothing as far as what he was supposed to do. He lied. He didn't release the January 6th tapes. He's making side deals about funding Ukraine with Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell. He's doing so many things with our money, with your money, that he shouldn't be doing. He's not doing anything for us. Let's put it that way. He's doing everything for him. This needed to happen. We needed the shakeup. We need the chaos. We need the unrest within the halls of Congress. I want to see complete and utter disarray. I want the government, November 17th, I want them to be so in disarray and chaos. I want a government shutdown through the first of the year. I want everyone to feel it and realize that these people, these cucks, these sons of bitches, that we continually reelect are garbage. Enough is enough. We're not looking for business as usual like most of these people are. When Glitch McConnell turns around and says we need to, the Congress needs to end the motion to vacate, that just means we need to end any type of accountability and remain in control. Because you, the American voter, me, the American voter, we are the mere peasants. Their attitude is they don't work for us. 
we are subservient to them. We are subhuman to them. Chaos, also known as accountability. Fucking A right. Bring the chaos, bring the accountability, and expose all of these pieces of shit for what they truly are. Corrupt, uniparty, commie, anti-American voter garbage. Anti-American. That is what they are. I like that. Chaos, also known as accountability. And I'll tell you what, whoever the next speaker is going to be, and if it is Jim Jordan, if one of his first moves is not to release the January 6th tapes in their entirety, unrestricted and unredacted, no matter what anyone else says, and put them for anyone to see, and if he is sitting in that speaker's office, then every single one of you and your friends and your family, anyone you know, needs to flood his phone with calls and his email with emails and say, hey, Jim, now that you got the gavel, when are you going to release the tapes? If he makes no mention it, about it in his first week as speaker, we got a problem. Houston, we got a problem. And fuck him too. I don't give a shit who it is anymore. Release the tapes and let's get something going where there's no more funding to Ukraine and we're going to shut down this fucking border and start deporting every single one of these sick aliens that are harassing, abusing, killing, raping our citizens and depleting our resources like disgusting cockroaches and termites. Call me whatever you want. The fact remains, that is what's happening. It's Freedom Friday. It's Freedom Friday, and that's it. We're going to close out on another great video. And um, this is Lauren E. from the Dilly Meme team. She always kills it. So let's give this a watch. More than ever, I'm ready for a revenge presidency. I am ready 
feel it. Freedom Friday, the MAGA energy. Trump won. He's going to win again. Lauren Eve. Look at it with the cigar. That's great. I'm ready. I am ready for the revenge presidency. Donald Trump 2024. Because fuck you, that's why. How about that? All right, everybody. It's Freedom Friday. I want you to enjoy the rest of your day. And I really hope you join us tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, right here with me and James Curry for Freedom Friday. Memes of the week. All kinds of fun shenanigans. We're going to have a ball. Make sure you hit the thumbs up. Please follow. Share the link with your friends. I appreciate all of your support and everything you do. MAGA hat stays on. I'll see you tonight.